0: Thank you for joining us, Angela. It's a pleasure to have you here.
1: Yes, thank you so much for having me.
0: So let's start with a bit of a background. Tell me a little bit about yourself. How did you get to do what you do today?
1: Yes, so um, a bit of background about my childhood. Um, I am a survivor of childhood abuse. My mother was an alcoholic and my stepfather abused me. And we lived in poverty. We moved around a lot. And so when I was 18 and able to move out of my home, I did because it was not a healthy environment for me. And I always have been fascinated by numbers. And I thought that if I had money, then I would never have to deal with that type of childhood the way that I had to grow up. So I went to college, I got my degree in in finance, and then I went to become a financial advisor. I thought that was going to be how I teach people about money. Um, I didn't stay in that field very long, it wasn't the right fit for me, so then I started um, got my real estate license, started doing real estate investing. I had a real estate brokerage, it did very well. And then um, I moved on from that. And I exited that company started an insurance company built that exited that as well. And then empower her money just kind of came to my mind this year, I really wanted to give all of that information that I've learned over decades about money and about numbers and teach other people, specifically women about money um, because what I, what I learned about myself is perhaps if my mother had better financial education, she would mm. not have stayed in that situation. And so I would never want another person, another woman to feel like they're stuck because they just don't know how to create income for themselves.
0: Mm. Absolutely. Up. I- I- Yeah. I can relate to that in many ways. Um, I have so many questions now. Um, I'll, I'll get to those. Let me just get out the way the questions that I do, um, have uh, written out for, because it it is sort of what we do talk about naming, branding and domains. So let me get those out. How did you come up with the name empower her money? What was the process there?
1: Yeah. So I knew I wanted to talk about money. I knew I wanted to reach a female audience. So I was actually at a networking event with several women and we were talking about our businesses and where we we were stuck in our business. And for me, I was just starting and I wanted to come up with a name. And so empower her money is where the name came from, from that group and about us talking about money.
0: Mm-hmm. And and you got the domain name straight away? It was available? Yes. yes. Thankfully, yes. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Good. And do you work, like, what, what sort of audience do you work with? We obviously said women. Or do, do you like to have some geographical specific to, to who you work with?
1: No, not necessarily. A lot of um, that, a lot of clients that come to me are female entrepreneurs, they have businesses. And so they are really good at running their businesses, but not great at running their finances, both for their business and for their home. And so I want to help them tackle the goals for both sides and make sure that we're constantly working towards the goals, but keeping in mind that the business and the personal should not be separate. We, we tackle both of those together. Mm.
0: Okay. And what would you say from your experience that um, you're personal and now that you're working with other women, what would you say are some of the mistakes women make most often when it comes to their finances?
1: Yeah. So I think a lot of what we're learning is very early on. So what your parents taught you, you know, I do this activity And I have my clients write down, what is the first thing that you remember about money? And usually it's, you know, money doesn't grow on trees or you don't need to buy that. So very early we're we're programmed that money is a bad thing and that we shouldn't spend Mm -hmm. it, we need to save it. And so changing that mindset and allowing people to, Think of abundance instead of the scarcity part. Um, That's a big starting point. You know, when you're tackling your finances for the first time, I think that's a big mistake that people don't think about is the mindset and what they were taught very young. Number two, especially for the women who are married, they often defer those money-making decisions to the husband But then we're in 50% divorce rate and then the woman doesn't know anything about money. She doesn't know what's in the household and then she's left by herself to figure it out. So learning Mm. how to manage household expenses while being married is also a big mistake I see often.
0: Mm. I I very much agree with what we taught us kids and that can apply to, 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 I guess, both men and women, but we're focusing on, on women at the moment. But yeah, yeah. the advice that it's funny, there was that advert. I sadly don't remember what were they advertising, but it was a very touching advert where, um, there was, um, adults walking around with kids and the kids telling the adult in the adult situation, what we tell children when they do something. So like the, the, the father was walking, you know, for example, and somebody comes and picks up their car and he's like, oh, wait, what are you doing? Why are you living with Marca?" And the kid goes, daddy, we should share, you know, that sort of a thing where it makes you really go, mm, that what we're teaching kids is not that really that much applicable in real life. So it, it, it as you were saying that, it made me, sort of flash that advert in my head that, you know, we say things that we like, they feel good when you say them, but actually reality doesn't work like that.
1: Right. Yeah. I agree with you a hundred percent. And, you know, so you don't think about what you were taught younger and how you just bring it to adulthood until you think about it, focus on it. And then you have to work on actually changing that belief system. And it does take a lot of time. And so being able to understand that this is where it started. And then this is where we want to be. It's a process and you have to be able to give yourself grace to be able to get through that process.
0: Mm. And how does that work? Cause uh, I mean, obviously it sounds great. Like, you know, somebody comes to you and what happens?
1: Yeah. So for women particularly, we think with our hearts. So when I'm thinking about, you know, when a woman comes to me, she, she wants help with their finances or she wants, you know, to be financially free. What does that mean to her? What does that look like? And so we envision is that paying off your house? How would you feel if you paid off your house? You know, maybe it's a vacation. How would you feel? Where would you go? Who is with you? So tying that emotion part of it and turning it into more of a positive reaction and a positive experience helps to get to the goal faster because we are heart centered. And when you tie that emotion to the goal, then you're, you're You're constantly looking for it every day. Your brain is thinking about it. And so you're scanning your environment and you're looking for ways that are going to help you accomplish the goal because you're feeling it in here. Whereas I feel the male Mm. counterpart, they often think like when they talk, they say, I think, or you think they think up here, they don't think here. So it's a different way of visualizing those goals than the woman, because they are more logical and they're thinking with their heads versus their hearts.
0: Mm. I think you can apply that. and I know you're targeting women, but uh, women, but I can, like, I'm in some ways, I feel like I'm very much like the men in the relationship. Like we, I, I do certain things that like usually. And, and so I think people can, like men or women listening can, um, sort of take the advice based on what you just said, because you could be more logical, more emotional. And then, you know, your advice would apply to somebody who is more emotional. So in a way what you're saying is like, you should find what drives you mm-hmm. and then work with that, not against it.
1: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you just,
0: and what you said about scanning the environment, I, I think that's a very good point on um, I feel we do, do that mistake where, well, as you just said, like you're teaching people about how to deal with their finances. That's not something that's taught at school and you would just no. thought it should be like the first thing that should be taught at school. So in a way, like when you have that, that, um, structure, let's like, say, um, you do start scanning the environment. You do start like everything that you do starts working in one direction, which makes a huge difference to, you know, how your life goes overall.
1: Yeah. You're reprogramming your brain. And so when you're telling your brain, you know, I want to pay off my house or I want to grow my business your brain is looking in your environment for that information. You know, we see this a lot of times. If, if you go to buy a certain type of car, all of a sudden you see this car everywhere. It's because your brain is seeking that information. So why not give it something productive to seek for, right? growing my business, paying off my house, getting out of debt, telling your brain intentionally that this is the things that you want to do, then it's going to start looking for it in your environment. And you're just, you're going to get doors open that you never thought you're going to meet new people that you didn't think you were going to meet because it's your brain actually looking for that information.
0: Mm. And how long do you feel this, that process take? Is there like a set, you know,
1: number of steps that takes some time or is it individual? How does it work? It depends on the person. And one of the activities I also like to teach is starting your day with intention. So when you're starting your day with intention, I'm writing my goals down. I'm taking some breathing exercises. You know, I'm a Christian, so I do some prayers in the morning. I'm bringing in positivity from the start of my day. And it helps to get me to my goals faster. So it doesn't take quite as long, but other people, it's their hard habits to break. And if it takes them a little bit longer to break those habits, then it's going to take them longer to reach their goals because they can't quite focus yet. But it just, it depends on the person, and how much they're willing to focus and put their time and energy and effort into changing that mindset and that process.
0: Hmm. And do you have people that like, is it a one-off thing where people work with you and then they, you know, get to better like control their finances and, and they see some positive improvements in their life and then um, they are. And do they come back, or is that, a, you know, once it's done, it's done, or how does that work?
1: It, it depends. So if someone's wanting to get out of debt, for example, they have too much credit card debt or loans or car loans, that's usually a one-time process because once they've changed their spending habits, then wow. they'll continue that same pattern. But if they're looking for growing their business, we might implement some strategies now. Let that work for a year. Come back in a year. Let's revisit it. Let's see what your new goals are. What else do you want to do in your business? So that might be more of a repeat client. So it just depends on what type of goals that they're looking to do.
0: We do um, oftentimes here, and I've actually experienced that, where um, you would have like, people applying for a job and, and men, like overstate what they're good at. Mm-hmm. and women do the opposite like do you feel that's the case with the people with the women you work with and and what are your thoughts on that what's your advice on that
1: yeah absolutely especially my female business owners they tend to undercharge you know we want to over deliver and give way more value than what we're charging for and then maybe ask for a little bit more but What I challenge them is, you know, if if we have like a new product line or a new service, I ask them, what do you think you're gonna charge for this? And then I challenge them to double it. And it gives them room for negotiation because if someone says, oh, that's not in my budget and you say, okay, well, I will give you this price instead. Now the other person feels amazing because they just got a better price. We want to get a better price. And then you feel great because you didn't have to cut below what you thought you were going to charge. You cut below more than what you were going to charge. So you're still making a good amount of income. But yes, absolutely. Even in the workforce, you know, women, we tend to ask for raises less often. We tend to ask for promotion Promotions less often because we feel like we have to over deliver that value before we can ask permission to be paid mm-hmm. what we're worth. And that that's not the greatest way for us to approach business. But yes, I do find the men, you know, they'll, they'll go ahead and ask for that raise or that promotion because they think that they might be qualified enough or they might get there someday. Whereas the woman wants to already be there and then ask for that permission mm, or that exactly. raise. Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. It's, it's absolutely true. Yeah. That, that, that think of you, you have to, and I've, I've done it so many times myself. It's, uh, oh dear. It, it's like you want to, I feel almost, uh, it's a problem we have with ourselves actually. It's like I want to prove it to myself and then I'll go and, you know, tell people, hello, I can do that. And I mean, obviously it, it I, I wouldn't say it's a bad thing, but it can get detrimental because you're obviously uh, more critical to yourself than, than people are. And oftentimes overly so.
1: Right. And when it comes to your finances, if you're asking for less money in the job, it's going to take you longer to hit your financial goals. If you're asking for less money, when your services, if you're a business owner, it's going to take you longer to grow your business because that dollar amount that you're missing, that you could be having that you're worth is going to take you longer to achieve those goals because you're, you're, taking it small steps at a time instead of getting more money up front.
0: Mm. And I feel, um, I I feel like it's something that we need to work on. We women and, um, I mean, it's, it's good to understand, how it got to where it is, how we are in this position. But ultimately I don't feel we should be sitting around and waiting for, for somebody to change that. Uh, and you know, somebody to come and ask us, do you want that promotion? Or do you feel you should be paid more? And I'm very happy to see people like you, you know, working on actually getting more women to do that. Uh, because I I do really feel there's the need for that. And um, I did recently, it's not published yet. Um, we've had a yearly podcast um, with, you know, a selection of, of the guests I had over this year. Uh, and we were talking about like entrepreneurship and branding and naming and uh, trends and things that happened this year. And I had no women. There, there were like 12 people and there was just me. And I'm the, I was the only woman on the panel and it's not for the lack of inviting women. And I was, like, so pissed off, honestly. I was like, Mm no, I mean, because you can't be saying, you know, we are not represented, we're not heard, we're not, you know, all of that. And then at the same time, when there is the opportunity to speak, and I actually, you know, I invited everyone and then on the second round, when I got no women, I actually wrote to the women that I invited. Said I don't have women. Like just for the sake of that, please come. <laughs> you know, we still we still had a great show and everything. But it's like we have to we have to do it ourselves. And I had a very similar feeling. I'm running off now, but I'm gonna say it. Um, I had a very similar feeling when um my girls. I, I have two girls and two boys, and. We went uh, to, it was for the 8th of March, International Women's Day, we went to an exhibition of women in sport. Um, mm-hmm. And there was like different photo photographs and like women in boxing, football and da, da, da. And we're walking around and the teacher is uh, talking about, um, you know, it's very important to support women in sport and they're not paid equally. And, da, 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 da. and I'm walking around and I'm thinking, wow, I don't know any of these women like Mm -hmm. I, I don't know them. And the thing is, I could blame whoever I want and the people that are promoting them and paying them, but I don't know them. So if I'm not, if I don't know them, I'm not, you know, clicking buttons to go and see their games. I'm not paying tickets. I'm not me. I'm not doing my job there as well. My kids don't know those women. So, those women they have to go up to you know their sponsors their teams their whatever the countries that they represent to beg for budgets for stuff when they have nobody watching them Mm -hmm. so you know the, the 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 only way that can change is if they have that backing and that leverage of, you know, hold on a minute, you know, I have gazillion followers and I have gazillion supporters that are gonna buy those tickets. And I have, you know, gazillion people that are gonna buy that brand if I come out wearing it, then they can get paid equally as men do. But otherwise, if we're just sitting around and going, oh no, it's terrible, it's terrible, it's happening, you know,
1: with uh, women in sport,
0: it's not gonna happen. And it's very much to get back to finances, it's very much that we have to change that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We have to stand up. We have to say yes. We have to grab the opportunities. You know, I'm here in Miami and there's tons of conferences. And if you look at the conferences that are about investing money, you know, technology, they're all male driven. And so mm. I, I challenge them too, and, you know, I'll go to, to the events or the person, the person that is putting on the event. And I say, well, why don't you have any women? And that's the same thing I hear as well. I invited them. But Mm. no one said yes. So we have to change that. We have to show up. We have to say yes more often so that we can be represented more and so that we can reach other women and help inspire them, help them to get to a place where they're confident enough to also say yes. So if we don't show up and stand up first, then how do we expect the other women to feel inspired to do the same? Absolutely. And yeah, I think that's a good takeaway for anybody listening. Um,
0: And now that we said what women should do, what do you feel men can do to help the situation?
1: Just continue to ask, support and include us, you know, and encourage. And it goes both ways. You know, women are great at encouraging each other. We will go out of our way to help each other, but we don't like to ask for help. And we oftentimes don't want to say yes when the opportunity is presenting itself. So the male counterparts understand that we're a different personality and that maybe, you might have to ask us twice or say, you know, I really think this would be a great panel for you to be on. Come join me instead of saying, you know, do you want to just say, you're going to be there. And then perhaps maybe Mm. more, more women will say yes to the opportunity. Mm.
0: Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. That's been, that's been a great pleasure to have you with us. Uh, We're going to include all the links, uh, all the ways people can reach out to you in the write up for the interview.